Hey there, guys and gals, geeks and gamers. You're listening to the Nerd of Godcast, that place on the Venn diagram of life where Christ culture and nerd culture find sweet, sweet two-player co-op. Hello, 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 and welcome back to your Nerd of Godcast. This is a very special Thanksgiving holiday weekend episode, and uh, it's coming out to you. Uh, we're recording here on a Black Friday. You should be getting it uh, in the week of uh, the first week of December. So we are well past the giving of thanks, stuffing, stovetop, turkeys, and mashed potatoes and pumpkin pie season, and we are thrusting madly barreling headfirst into the Christmas holiday season. Jingle bells, uh, are you listening? Uh, my name is Tony T, and for the next few minutes, we're going to be talking about all the things that make you geek out and give glory to God, but I'm not going to be doing it by myself. Joining me from across the country on the left coast of this U.S. of A is the one, the only, the Christian nerd, Scott By God Higa. Hi, Scotty. Hi, Tony. Speaking of uh, the left, so... In podcast time, Thanksgiving was a long time ago, mm-hmm. but in real time, it was yesterday. And so my niece is lactose intolerant, so I made a version of mashed potatoes that she could eat. Okay, with just like a sad version, you know. That's so I was gonna say it sounds really depressing for her. Very sad, but you know, so also would be sad for her if she ate it. And then sure, sure, everywhere. Here, niece, so, eat this paste. Yeah. So I told her, I said, it's the she's which ones are for me? Like they're the ones on the left, and. No joke. She sat there doing the 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 finger thing. I think she mm-hmm. was just really she really wanted to make sure she didn't eat the wrong ones. Sure, sure. And I probably wasn't as compassionate as I could have been because I said, "Are you seriously taking this much time to figure out which one is on the left?" Like I said that on a day of giving thanks. Listen, food allergies are not a joke, Scotty. All right, millions of people no, are affected. No. <laughs> not hey, not all disabilities are are visible, Scotty. Okay, I just need you to know that. So yeah, so that was my Thanksgiving story about the left coast. How so, are you, Tony? I'm good, man. I'm still I'm still loaded up with uh, all of my Thanksgiving food. I make the mashed potatoes in my house, and I'm going to tell you if there was ever a Da Vinci of mashed potatoes, it is me. I can mash a carbohydrate like nobody's business, and it is uh, it's it's something to behold. I want to see you much like Michelangelo sculpt the David out of your mashed potatoes. <laughs> just like a wee one, like a tiny little uh, mashed potatoes. The anatomically correct table. mashed potato sculptures. Well, you just you just get some, uh, I don't know, like, uh, let's not go there. Cover it with a bay leaf or something like that. Yeah. Put, some, tr- that. put some trousers on that, uh, on them there, <laughs> potatoes. This, this is important. This means something. <laughs> well good man and uh today is is black friday and uh boy I, I would love to talk about that and uh the the and, and i guess the best I way i would love for you to talk about that yeah we're gonna we're gonna do that I think way back in the day yeah that was that was you like you were you were like the black friday guy well way, way back in the day i want you to know was today <laughs> yeah so uh my i was remarking to my wife as we were driving out to my in-laws on thanksgiving i said you know i don't i, I still there's black friday stuff but it, it seems like we've swung the pendulum right well it, i don't know it was like 2015 2014 where stores were opening up at 11 30 a.m on thanksgiving day yeah, and it, it just like, put your potatoes down we're, we're stop, we get stop to celebrating right like now. black friday black friday starts on the tuesday before i mean that's mm-hmm, what it really felt like mm-hmm, yeah. and people weren't even lining up to go in at midnight like they were there at it, they just kept pushing about nine o'clock, eight o'clock, seven o'clock, six o'clock. Black mm-hmm. Friday doorbusters start at four thirty on Thursday afternoon, and it seems that that's not the case anymore. That we've no. figured out 
that that's not an ideal situation. So COVID at in one fell swoop has both saved and uh, and also I think murdered the 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 traditional Black Friday. And and we're going to get into this in in a, a two question interview because that's what oh, okay. I want to talk sorry, about today. Sorry. That's okay. So right now we'll that's start. That's what with... happens when you invite another podcast host onto your show. He's <laughs> no, like, no. I want to do what I want to talk about what I want to talk about. By all means, take control, Scotty. Scotty, take the wheel. Jesus this is damn. this is this is why people don't bring me onto their podcast anymore because I can't help but do this. Yeah. It's like no 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 let me no no uh, no it's it's my turn it's my turn I'm I'm, so, I'm the guest and the host now so first question of the two question interview is how do you Black Friday shop and I think that what's happened is I'm grateful that that they're not open on Thursday it takes a lot of the pressure off it lets yeah. you just kind of enjoy family time and and unwind a little bit uh, and it's good it kind of it kind of put the rules uh, the regulations back in the day however. Uh, I think also with that, you don't see the the bargains, the discounts, mm. the, the 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 exciting like I've got to get there, I've got to be in line because they've got you know if only they only have twenty laptops available for twelve ninety five, and I've got to get one, you know. So the, you see now it's like come on in, everything's you know twenty percent off, and and that sale actually started on the Sunday before Black Friday deals all week long. So it's there, there's no rush, and then the advent of online shopping you can kind of just do it from home. So uh, I I get, so, so that's, I still enjoy it because I like the thrill of the hunt. I like going out and seeing people, but we were in target this morning at 6 AM and it seemed like a slow target day. We had no problem finding any parking walked in and maybe saw maybe at any given 360 view, maybe two or three other customers. And I mean, I bought a lot of stuff. Don't get it twisted. (laughs) <laughs> but it, there was no there was no rush. There was no pressure. It really it was kind of nice. We were out there, uh, you know, Sheena, my wife and I go and uh, Lismati likes to ride with us. Sometimes we let other people kind of add, add along with us and uh, tag along. But today it was just the where where us. were you at midnight last night? Oh, how did you know I was somewhere at midnight last night? Lise Mati posted to her Instagram story. <laughs> she tells all. So there's a video game store, uh, a retro game store uh, across town. And uh, we we just happened. We were going out to get Hot Pot last week. And it's a couple doors down. I'd never Hot been in the store. And uh, we saw it and went in, met the guy. And he's like, you need to come for Black Friday. We've got the first 50 people in line get a raffle ticket for a PS5. And uh, yeah, so we we decided we were going to go out there about 11 o'clock. We got there and um, Neff was out there with a couple of his friends and um, they, they they we were already like 90 people back in line. So, oh, okay. uh, yeah, we didn't get a chance for for that. You could still buy a raffle ticket. They sold 100 raffle tickets for first 50 people got one for free. Second uh, after that, you could buy one for ten dollars. So they only had 100 tickets. You still had decent odds. But we didn't uh, we didn't partake. So we waited in line a little while, got in there. I bought a couple little knickknacks and things and um, no, it wasn't anything super extravagant. But again, it's it's the thrill of the hunt. It's the adventure of that. I like Black Friday shopping uh, just because I like going out and seeing. So I actually got some really good deals today. I wish I could swerve the camera around or show some people. Um, l- let me show you what I got. I went to show a, some a, people a, being me. Yeah, so I, I mean, show people the, the people that I'm going to show you. Um, but they had uh, one a comic shop we went to called Epic Comics here in Orlando. Uh, they had some Marvel Legends on sale, so I got a couple. Oh uh, no! Yeah, oh. as you can here, I'm gonna get my. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I I so I normally know about Black Friday shopping, but my family was out doing something, so I had a little bit of time. And uh-huh. our, my local comic book shop was having a big sale: forty percent off pop figures, forty percent off back issues, and I yeah. love buying old comics. I always yeah. send you pictures of the advertisements, and then when I'm reading them. And so they had a bunch on sale. So I did that. 
And then I'm trying to find a vacuum for my wife because we have like the cordless Dyson, which is great. Yeah. But if you need to do some real cleaning, it just dies and you mm-hmm. can't. So I'm trying to find like a corded like stick vacuum and they have one on Costco.com. But I thought, oh, maybe they'll have it in store. It's a little bit cheaper. They did not. But I oh. did. Ah, Costco. But I go to Costco because, you know, it's just it's not Saturday. But, I, you know, I love Costco. We need to put a pin some... at a Costco because I'm going to circle back after your story okay. and ask you a Costco question. Anyway, so here. So uh, play your elevator music. So I bought a bunch of comics. Okay. Because they were. So I just go through their old X-Men section. Okay. Nice. Banging them out. So I got some. I got some old Excalibur. Love it. Excalibur, what's that number twenty six? But the because you showed that Dazzler figure, and you know that I've long contemplated turning the Christian nerd into basically a Dazzler stand account. Uh huh. Or really my whole life turning it into a Dazzler stand account. So they had this one X Men uh, number two sixty. Yes. With not Toad, but somebody who looks like Toad saying, "I love you, Dazzler, mm-hmm. to death." It's somebody who's stalking Dazzler. So I saw yeah. that and knew that I immediately had to purchase it. That is super cool, man. That is and super cool. I'm excited to get it. So yeah, yeah, I bought a bunch of comics. That, so was, I don't my, even know, that I don't, was my Black Friday. I don't even know if I verbally told the, the people on this audio podcast what it was that I was showing you, but I got a couple Marvel <laughs> Legends. I did get, uh, they're they classic X-Men. I got a classic Wolverine, Dazzler, and uh, I also got Cyclops. Ooh, so Cyclops. I'm, I'm putting together my team. I got to find my box. I have a, a, Cyclo- a Colossus and a Nightcrawler already, and I'm not sure if I have my Storm still or not, but I'm just going to try to put together the six-man X-Men team from the arcade game. Uh, Epic That's was great. One. They had a they, they had a bunch of comic boxes and they were selling them uh, $5 for a pound of comics. So you oh, could just geez. yeah, you pull a pound of books out and uh, and they they sell for 5 bucks. It was a really good deal. And then I went to another place over by my church in Longwood called Davies Toys. I'm going to try to position this oh, it's heavy where you can see it, but I bought a statue and I got a really good Is that Magneto? This is Oh my! It's a horse. It is the Dark Knight Batman on horseback. Batman riding a horse, dude. It is. This is a, an amazing piece. It's so cool. It's freaking heavy. But um, I when love, did love Batman it. ride a horse in the Dark Knight Returns? Man, did you ever read the Dark Knight Returns by Frank Miller? No. One of my no, favorite. I think, I, I, think I actually have the uh, the trade paperback of it to watch. To read. We're, worth reading. Uh, at the spoiler alert at the end of the story. There's a nuclear bomb that goes off. Superman stops it, but the EMP knocks out all power to Gotham City, and uh, all of the criminal element decide they're going to raise the city, burn it to the ground, take over the entire thing with no one to stop them because the power's all out. So Batman and a reformed group of street miscreants decide to bring unplugged justice to the city, and uh, Batman rides Batman out rides on horseback, horse. yeah, and uh, comes out and. Uh, leads them to bring peace to the streets of Gotham once again. It's re- it's really a powerful ending. It's very cool. Marvelous. No, DCLess. DC. So uh, yeah, that's all the. Oh, and uh, we purchased my son the Paw Patrol movie Aircraft Carrier. Okay. On Amazon about I don't know a month ago. This is it uh, it's normally one hundred thirty dollars on sale for hundred. I was like, okay, that's a good deal. Let's get it. I woke up on Black Friday and I was like, oh, hey, look, it's on sale for $65 now. So we mm-hmm. purchased the $65 one and we'll be sending back the $100 one. So this generation's USS flag. Oh, gosh. <laughs> the aircraft carrier from Paw Patrol. That's cool, man. I wanted that 
USS flag so badly. Listen, I I have gone a little nuts kind of buying old G.I. Joe figures. Um, I have on my left here. I've just sort of collected really to try to keep myself in some kind of boundaries, because when you start collecting things like that, for me especially, I become just really hyper fixated and I overbuy. Yeah. So yeah, I've yeah. decided I'm just going to pick pick a, a crew, pick one little facet and then just get that one and stop. So I have Cobra Commander, Storm Shadow, Destro, Baroness and Tomax and Zaymont. I was considering oh. getting Zartan and throwing him in there or or a uh, Firefly and and uh, Ooh, no. Firefly is cool. Yeah, and then just calling it quits there. So that way I kind of have my core Cobra team and that's it. That's done. And then so. you're not getting all the bats and the Viper <sighs> Cobra. So I really that. love the bats, but the new ones that these are the classified series ones which are really cool. But the new I, I, the thing I loved about the bats was that they had that lenticular sticker yeah. to show their inner workings uh-huh. and the new ones don't have that and I find that uh. disappointing. I feel like it's a missed, missed opportunity. So. I feel like there were ones that had like the actual thing inside, like you like you could see the little ball inside of it. Or am oh, I? I do not remember that. And I'm not going to look it up because nah, why? Nobody, why nobody likes it when you look up stuff on a podcast. Yeah, excuse, excuse me, everybody. I need to step away. I from need to Google this conversation. while you're paying oh. attention to me. Of course, the the power of editing, no one would ever know. True, that, but you know you don't you, edit that, you don't edit your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try to Editing, put this thing out that? clean. I'm gonna do this Scotty style and just put it clean. You know, just throw it in there. Nothing, uh, no cuts, no butts, no coconuts. And uh, all right, I'll so, be on my best behavior then for trying not to edit. Please and thank you. Don't say all the things that you were saying before we started recording about uh <laughs> about tiny people. Um, well, I also I like I bought, cabbage. <laughs> I bought a bunch of board games at Target too, mostly for the Nerd to Godcast podcast. So you'll probably hear us playing some of those in uh, upcoming episodes. So it was, it was good. I spent way too much money, and it was uh, it was a little ridiculous. I'm going on vacation this week. I'm actually leaving tomorrow on on vacation. What? So, yeah, you're taking a vacation, Tony. Dude, I am not only taking a vacation. I'm taking a uh, robust vacation. So it's I've never taken a vacation this long, and it's not a ridiculously long vacation, but it is a full seven days of vacation. So I'm proud of you. Thank you, Scotty. I'm really trying to learn. Ever since we we started kind of our own church, I've decided that rest is productive, and um, and, and I've really made myself as a guy who went years and never yeah. took vacation, just never did. Um, I think it was legitimately, honestly, a, a number that that it's probably fluid based on the uh, potholes of my memory. But uh, I think I probably took two weeks of vacation over 15 years, like two oh. cumulative weeks. So uh, I am reversing that curse, baby. And I'm getting I'm sure the person who appreciates it most is your beautiful wife. She is uh, very excited about it as she panic packs in the other room. <laughs> She's in there like playing like dis- dis- just destructive Tetris. I'm sure our room looks like a hot mess. Me, I'm over here like Bob Parr. I'm like, ah, I still got time, you know. Mr. I'm gonna podcast, gonna buy some I, toys, I'm you know, fine. plenty, plenty of time. Well, um, so so before I move to our second two question interview thing, let me go back to the Costco question. Um, yes. So I've been to Costco here. I'm I'm I like Costco. I'm learning to love it. I don't I don't think I'm on that Scott Higa level of Costco love, but uh, but I am close. I do enjoy it a lot. Level. So when I I don't know if all Costco's are created equal. When you're done at Costco, you've paid for all of your various pallets of sundry juices and things like that. Do they have the little food service area at the exit yeah. of your Costco? And and uh, so in our the one I go to most frequently in Rancho, 
it is outdoors. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah, no, they, they have it. What do you, do you ever partake? No, I, I don't because that really? would be, yeah, that'd be, that'd be, you know, speaking of dangerous, like uh, expanding mm-hmm. my, my GI Joe buying desires, uh, getting a hot dog or a piece of pizza or a chicken bake. Every time I go to Costco, uh, that'd be like, my wife legitimately thought I got a, co- a hot dog every time I went. I'm like, Alicia, really how many hot dogs that would be <laughs> like that is too many like i like hot dogs and that is too many hot dogs so no i i rarely rarely frequent the costco food court and if i do it's generally with my children but you but you have I, in my life yeah of course. It's, the hot dogs are good hot dogs are great yeah i think it's like a 250 dollar 50 something ridiculous it is ridiculous hot dog and a soda yeah, yeah hot dog you- and a soda you can get a full pizza with like two inches of cheese on top of it for like ten dollars. Yeah, like it's not the best pizza, but for what you get, like it's really good. Yeah. So I don't usually get even the like food. bad pizzas. Even bad pizza is good pizza. <laughs> yeah, there's a, that's true. Like, like I've eat I like I'll eat little Caesars. Like this isn't good, but I'm still not upset that I'm eating it because it's right, pizza. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I I don't usually get the food food at Costco. I will almost always get an ice cream sundae with strawberries. Now, again, oh, yeah. I only go to Costco maybe once every two months, so it's a pretty safe, you know, indulgence yeah, 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 for yeah. me. But I get the uh, I get the ice cream sundae with the strawberries. Sheena always gets a churro, and that's that's kind of I, the churros do look good. I've never I've never had one. I endorse the Costco churro, man. It's a pretty pretty. Well, that's because the Walt Disney World churros suck. Like, okay, that was so, the thing I was most disappointed about in my time at the Magic Kingdom. You and I sat next Disney. to each other in front of the Chinese theater at the disney hollywood studios and and ate yep. a churro yeah. uh actually i think you ate a churro i think i ate a, a pretzel it was a yes. disappointing pretzel too and i know that disney yeah. fanatics will tell you there are certain places that are better than other but I, I believe that you should have a consistent snack experience all across the property and i'm with you scotty that day my my experience my expectations were not met in the uh, snack food that we purchased me neither i'm i've always been happy eating a disneyland churro and I, it was just, it was so subpar. Just, I was sad, so man. sad. I mean, I, the company was great. You, Jackie, I feel like oh, yeah. we've just gotten off the, the Mickey Minnie's runaway railway magical day at Disney Hollywood studios. And mm-hmm. then that churro just came just along like a, like a turd in a punch bowl. Yep. Yeah. Well, punch that turd in the bowl, punch it, just punch it. All right, second question of our two-question interview. Uh, I went to a, a restaurant in St. Augustine, Florida, a biscuit restaurant a little, to have a little breakfast a couple of years ago. And uh, one of the ways that they, instead of asking your name when your order was ready, they would answer your question for you. And this is the way – so so when you made your order, they took your money and they said um, – who would you invite to Thanksgiving dinner? They had a question of the day. So whatever the question was, the day I was there was, uh, if you could invite any famous person, living or dead, to Thanksgiving dinner, who would you invite? And I thought, that's a great question. And what I I said, you know, Abraham Lincoln, whatever I said. So when it was time for my order to be ready, they said Abraham Lincoln, and that was my that was my call. That was that was I thought it was a fun little way to do it, but it got me thinking about it. If you could invite three famous people, living or dead, to Thanksgiving dinner. Who would you invite? Who would you invite and give your lactose-free potatoes to, Scotty? Are we going like not biblical? Because I think I would. Yeah, obviously we're gonna we're gonna invite Moses, Elijah, and and okay, 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 cool, cool, cool. cool. But aside from the Sunday school answer, Uh, aside from the Sunday school answers, uh, so since I just bought all these comics, I would invite Chris Claremont. Okay, because I would just love to know. I mean, there's so many stories, right, of him and John Byrne, and then when Jim Lee came along, Jim Lee, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it's not like i mean they're chris claremont's books were selling a bunch and then for mm -hmm. some reason marvel just decided to start to push like for no re for no reason other than to maybe placate jim lee i have no idea so i would love to find out from uh chris claremont just how like what does he view as the major themes of the x-men and just kind mm -hmm. of his whole experience there uh, i know there's a documentary i've not watched it yet so chris claremont just because i'm looking at these x-men books on my okay. on my desk uh i have to come up with two more if, if, if you want to I'll, I'll throw one out there too you, yeah you go let's go back and, and forth are, are we are we gonna do living and dead do you want to just do living i mean i uh... oh, yeah we do let's just do living because then like dead it just it okay all right um i then i would invite uh bill murray first choice i just something <laughs> fascinating about bill murray to me he is a as close to a mythical figure i think as we have on the on the face of the earth today uh, he has seen so many things. He has done so many things. Uh, he is involved in so many projects that I I, I treasure uh, artistically. And I just think it would be a really cool experience. He would find new and unique ways to make a mundane Thanksgiving dinner a, a happening, man. So Bill Murray is the first one on my list. Bill Murray, that's a good option. Um, I would really want to hang out with Art. Art like Garfunkel. So we're gonna have to edit because I'm just <laughs> Art Garfunkel. Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't know. Like maybe David Letterman. Because oh, that's a great answer. I, for some reason, when I was 10, 11, 12, I would stay up late and I would watch The Late Show. He was the David king. Letterman. He was the king, dude. Like I would watch. I would watch. I'm this preteen watching david letterman's cbs show not even not even late night like mm -hmm. you know where it was super zany but i loved david letterman yeah. i was just fascinated i thought it was hilarious i thought the way he treated some of his guests as an antagonist was mm -hmm. really really funny and i don't so, know yeah, that I, there's I, ever been a late night host that was as quick-witted as david letterman i mean yeah. he was funny and on his feet yeah so I'd say, uh, I'll say David. So I was going back and forth between David Letterman or Craig Ferguson, because I loved Craig Ferguson's yeah. Late Late Show. Yeah, that's good. I think that is as much late night program as there is. I think Craig Ferguson's Late Late Show was the most in line with my sensibilities in terms of just the absurd. Yeah. And just they his sidekick was a talking skeleton robot. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's just un, unbelievable. So uh, I'll say, but I'll, I'll say, I'll say David Letterman. So when you said David Letterman, I didn't go the, the Craig Ferguson. I would have gone like, okay, maybe Conan O'Brien as a as an alternative. I to love that. Conan O'Brien, but I think like in terms of late night show, Craig Ferguson's late late show, it just it connected with me and spoke to me. I would be curious. like if I did it, if I did a late night TV show, it would be the late late show with Craig Ferguson. I I would be very curious as to how many people that are listening to this have actually watched Craig Ferguson's late late show because. I don't know anybody who is even aware that he had a show. <laughs> and in fact, you would probably like, no, have no, to... you're talking about James Corden. No, not James. No, no. Absolutely not James. You, you'd probably even have to show most people a picture of who he is. And they go, mm -hmm. Oh, that guy from Drew Carey. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's him. Yes. But, uh, but no, yeah. Uh, it, it was a really funny show. He was very, he was a very good host. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'd say let's yeah. David Letterman. Okay. Um, I'm going to go Chris Pratt. Because Chris Pratt just seems like a genuinely good dude. He does seem like a genuinely good dude. You want to yeah. hang out with? I would hang out with Chris Pratt. I, I I would love to. You know, he's been in so many different franchises now that I think you you can have like he's Super Mario, he's Star Lord. You know, he's he's uh, he's a Jurassic dinosaur Park, guy, dinosaur guy, Owen, whatever his name is. 
Um, Owen Dinosaur. Owen Dinosaur. <laughs> it he, was fated that he was going to work at Jurassic Park with a name like that. His name. He was born Owen Dinosaur Guy. Uh, yes, Chris Pratt would be really cool. I, I think that would be that'd be somebody that I would I would want to invite. You got you got a second choice, a third this choice, my third choice. Yeah, I, you got a third I'm choice. Trying fi- I'm trying to figure out like who you know might not. I'm, I would love to pick somebody who is like a master orator that okay. I would could glean. So, you know, I think about like, I love Andy Stanley at North point. Uh-huh. I think he's a phenomenal communicator, but I'm trying to think, is there somebody else out there? Like who's done a Ted talk that I don't know about, like just some really, really powerful, fascinating communicator that I could just sit and just ask every single question I have of, of, of speaking. In, oh, in that's a great, it's a great cat. Like, so for me, that would change. Daniel Webster. He's dead, but you know, he was the golden voice <laughs> order of the gilded age. Is that the, the, that's the, that's the dictionary guy, right? I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) That's Noah Webster. Oh, so some, so some master orator out there. He was the, the short little black kid that lived with the uh, white parents in that 80s sitcom, right? Yeah. Yeah, That's Webster. I remember that. It was kind of like a a poor man's Gary Coleman. What football player did he live with? Because they all lived with a foot. Who was the football player on Webster? I I don't remember what his, like, if he was an actual football player, but he was. He 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 was. He played for the Chicago Bears. Yep, he did. All right. Now, now I am Googling something. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, So, so whoever you think of. George Papadopoulos was the the character's name, uh, played by Alex Karras. Yeah, he was a football player for the Bears. And he sued the NFL over dementia. Yeah, well. According to this article that I just read from 2012 from E! Online. Thanks, but Internet. I think George Callis is dead, so I can't invite him. So yeah. some master order, I don't know who, but just some. What about can... just Morgan Freeman? He just doesn't, he doesn't even have to say anything clever. He just has to say anything. Yeah, but like, you can't teach me to have Morgan Freeman's voice. Like, I need somebody to teach me how to have presence and, you know, how to build a talk better. All right, this wasn't my answer, but I'm going to piggyback off of your principle there and say maybe somebody like Malcolm Gladwell. I like Malcolm Gladwell's books, and I think that he'd be very fascinating to have a conversation with. That's true. He probably thinks he's fascinating to have a conversation with, too. Which, you know, you don't want to talk to somebody who's fascinating who doesn't think that they're fascinating. That's true. Yeah, gosh, now now I'm trying to think. Now uh, you're, everything that you're saying is making me spin off into another direction. So now we're talking about egotistical people, and I say Steve Martin, and that's just that's the guy that you want to bring. Um, you know, so did you ever listen to Strike Force Five? It mm-mm. was the so it was during the strike. So it was Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, Seth Meyers, Stephen Colbert, and John Oliver. And so yeah. they did this this podcast to raise money for all their writing staffs who were out of work. Yeah, and it was great. It's it's really funny. They each took a turn hosting it. Jimmy Fallon hosted one, and it got off the rails really fast. It was unreal. But they all talked about it was you know you know two months ago on the internet when people are talking about how Martin short isn't funny. And so they were talking about that and how all five of them had a story about how just unreal and how unbelievably funny, how unbelievably generous mm-hmm. Martin short is as a comedian, as a guest. And, and so I found it fascinating. You just talked about Steve Martin. So maybe about Martin short, Martin short. And this is what this whole segment has just been. It's just spinning off of one another. I saw a clip of Martin short being interviewed and somebody was asking him about his, his wife and how they've been married for such a long time. And he's like, that's just really unheard of in, in, in Hollywood and in this industry uh, that you've been married to your wife for, you know, 36 years or whatever the thing was. And uh, he's like, you still, you know, what's your secret, you know? And, and, he just kind of smiles and says, oh, well, just, you know, 
she's just wonderful. She makes it easy. And and what the interviewer did not realize is that his wife had died like three years before that of cancer. And he just, uh, he answered it so gracefully and didn't let it yeah. embarrass. And I just think, dude, what a classy guy. But every time I've seen Martin Short, he's another one that's just very quick, very fast in, in coming up with funny answers and scenarios. And I really respect somebody that can I feel like it would be a that. bit much to have him at Thanksgiving dinner, though. Like a little it just much. might be. A little much. It'd be just Ed Grimley the whole time. <laughs> Somebody passed the, the gravy boat, I must say. Pull, pull back on the bit just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. Uh, so so my my third answer, my legit third answer, would have been Tina Fey. Because I think Tina Fey is brilliant. Oh, Tina uh, Fey. <laughs> what is that? I just <laughs> love her so much. Oh, I was going to say, I, Tina Fey is I was Tina watching Fury Rock last night, and it was, <laughs> God, that show... She's a she's legitimately a genius, I think, uh, a, a master at her craft, probably one of the funniest people alive. And uh, and and, and pretty... she's got another Mean Girls movie coming out. It's the, the movie it's of the musical. the musical based on the movie. Yeah. Which is a 30 Rock joke, which is unbelievable. Yeah. And there's uh, we, we went to the theater the other night uh, and, and they had the upcoming shows, the, the, the theater theater, not the movie theater. And mm-hmm. uh, they had a list of all the shows that were coming this season. And I think every single one of them were shows that were based on movies. It was like, oh, here's the movie turned into the musical. And yeah. uh, it was just, oh, OK, well, are there no more original ideas? So for my birthday, um, Sheena got us tickets and we went to go see Spider-Man, uh, the the Into the Spider-Verse Spider-Man, the the movie. Yeah. But, but it was uh, done with a live symphony and DJ. Oh doing all of the music oh, wow. live. So we watched the entire movie, but anytime there was music that was happening, it was played by this live orchestra and a live DJ. And it was a really cool experience. They had the stage lights that were on the orchestra would change kind of in real time with the movie. And it was uh, just really immersive and really, really fun. And it was, uh, it was cool, cool. To, to, to be in a, to see that movie in that environment was, was pretty, pretty special. So, and it's a good movie. And it was it's 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 better than I remembered it being. It was it was so great. Um, I I I would say it's it's one of the top superhero movies of all time. I mean it 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 could go toe to toe with any superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you like the sequel? I did. Uh, I think I liked the I liked the original one better. It had more heart, but I think the second one was a an achievement. I mean, an achievement of animation. It was like how who in their brain could conceive the way that they shot filmed, you know, animated that movie and, and make it actually come to life. It, it's staggering to me. It's, it's brilliant. It, it, I think brilliant is the only word you can use to describe every it. Spider-Man's world has its own unique. Yeah, it, was, it was crazy. Yeah. And, and way better than I can't like Sony puts that out and then they turn around and give us Craven the Hunter and Madam Web. And I cannot understand how those two things exist in the same world. Have you seen the trailer for Madam Web? I watched it. Scotty, you you're a, a much more positive moviegoer than I am. You go and you're like, I enjoyed it. And yeah. I go and I'm a steaming pile of crap, terrible bad idea. Why would you yeah. serve me this? Yeah. And, and and I don't want to hate things. I, I saw the Marvels, which you got hate in your heart, let it out. <laughs> I saw the Marvels and it bothers me because I feel like people hated the Marvels so much before they ever saw it. Yeah. And then and then even afterwards, they hated it. For reasons that were not valid reasons, they they weren't. They're like, oh, this movie cushioned its woke message and whatever. Didn't feel like the movie had a woke message. 
I would be the first person to throw a flag if it did. It didn't. Was it the best movie ever made? No. Was it charming and fun? Yeah. It was it was a absolutely a fine movie. And 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 I didn't and I'm not blinded to it. That's adorable. He pulls out the the triad Funko Pop there. That is actually pretty cool. It is. But um, a little photon and Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel. They're bobbly did, Funko heads. Did did you get the uh Princess Carol? Uh yeah, I did. Oh, he's walking away. He's showing off his goods on this audio podcast. That really is cute. Oh, no. That one fell off her stand. And then here's just the regular Captain Marvel for movie. So you talked about how you're just buying all the, like, classic G.I. Joe villain figures. Yeah. I committed to just buying Captain Marvel pop figures. Okay. And not just. I have some others that sneak in there. But, you know, like, I figured that was a safe if I just like, oh, I'm gonna buy all the Star Wars pop figures, there's way too many Star Wars pop. Figures. Oh, I'm gonna buy all the MCU pop figures, way too many MCU pop figures. Oh, I'm just going to buy all the Captain Marvel pop figures, so I have all the Captain Marvel pop figures. I did get the Captain Marvel Marvel Legends figure, That's a nice Legends figure. It is a nice Legends figure. Um, I, they had it at the warehouse sale that I go to on Saturdays. Nice. I got that. Um, here we are in this again audio podcast. Me showing, part- look, showing look, look at my toys. Look at my toys. <laughs> but I got, I got you something, Scotty. It's a, oh. Christ- it's a Christmas present. Oh, Merry that I Christmas. got for you. Do you want me to show you or just send? Yes, it to you? I'm going to show. I want to see it because I feel I, like I nobody see else it on this audio. <laughs> nobody else could fully appreciate this, but I think you might like it, buddy. Okay, because you're a lover of. I'll all describe things. it. Oh, but I my got goodness. you. It is binary. a binary marvel legends action figure that is awesome Tony. i hope i hope that you like it i do because it's carol danvers yeah i'm about to well here's the problem i've started reading the wheel of time book series because my sister really wanted me to and i'm in the first book and it's very good i see it based based on the uh the amazon prime show (laughs) it's based off the musical of the amazon (laughs) prime show And so it's really good. And so it has eaten in my comic book reading time. And so I Ah. want to go back because I know there's a lot of Carol Danvers interspersing like that with Chris Claremont's X-Men. So I want to go back and read a lot of those books in my Marvel Unlimited, which, as we always talk about, I think when we podcast continues to be the greatest value in all of nerddom. I'm going to tell you, I have so many books that are downloaded to my Marvel Unlimited. I have read because so, I don't like going to the comic shop and spending five dollars an issue for comics. I just uh, it's it's me neither. Un- I spend a hundred dollars <laughs> for lots of issues. It's an unsustainable hobby for me. Uh, but I love Marvel Unlimited because it lets me go back and read all the stories that I've missed over the years. I just got done reading a run on Daredevil that was uh, just fantastic, and uh, I'm going back now and go to and reading some old X Men stuff. So uh, that's gonna that's gonna be. I've downloaded all my books for my vacation for your trip. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so. That's the best vacation comics, as the kids say. Indeed, indeed. Um, so, uh, that's, that was our, that was our two question interview. So Chris <laughs> Pratt, Chris Pratt, Bill Murray, two questions, and, that's and, it. and that's our show for tonight. Thank you guys. for. <laughs> I showed you this one. I think I did. It's Kate pride. Oh, that's her cool. Marauders outfit. Cause Kitty? she's a captain now. I thought she was Kitty pride. Is that the same person? It is, but she's older now. She's where's her, Kate. where's her little pur- purple dinosaur. Aki. Right here, there's Lockheed. 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 I know he's a dragon. Um, Kitty Pride was one of my favorite X Men. She's a great X Men. Shadow Cat. Shadow Cat. I was never an Excalibur fan, Scotty. 
I think I, I don't know if we talk, I think it goes back to what I was saying with about Craig Ferguson. There was in that, you know, in the the first Excalibur run, there was an absurdity to the comics, which I appreciated and continue to appreciate. And I'm okay with that. I like the absurdity. I see one of the one of the X teams that I liked the most was um X Terminators, which was a like random, like teenager, teeny bop X-Men kind of vibe. It was boom boom, sunspot, cannonball. Artie and Leech, I think, was the mm-hmm. was, was the team roster. And I really liked Exterminators, but it was very 90s, you know, teeny bopper sort of yeah. fun there. So I, I I think I have uh the first the first, I think I have the whole run of Exterminators. Um I think there was a there was a volume two of Exterminators that just came out last year. No, I don't have that. I got it. It was uh it was a little over the top, but yeah, it had it had Dazzler in it, so that's why I got it. And and we love Dazzler. Um, is there a Dazzler pop figure? Because I should have that. Googling it now. Googling. Dazzler pop figure. Um, when you guys out there have it, your own podcast, be sure to spend a good portion of it Googling. <laughs> oh, no. My, my internet browser just told me that it was contacting local law enforcement. Uh, <laughs> I don't see one. No, but the, the first don't. thing that comes up is a custom Dazzler pop, yeah, which actually is pretty, it's pretty cool looking. Yeah, I don't. I don't want a custom one though. No, I mean you. Do, you don't want one. But now, now I'm on, now I'm on Amazon looking up Dazzler. I really got to stop this. Make gotta... Dazzler great again, guys. She I'm is doing my best. Definitely, like uh, Dazzler is the cooler version of Jubilee, and Jubilee gets all the love. I should have. I didn't. I should look for old Dazzler comics when I was at the comic book shop today. Dang I'll, it! I'll, we'll we'll keep our eyes out for you, man. Okay, thank you, thank you. I'm not saying that Dazzler is the best X Men ever, but now is the time for a segment on the show that we call the best thing ever, 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 ever. That's right. Thank you for the uh, Final Fantasy music there. And uh, this is the this season we're doing the best thing ever. It's our bracket system where we weigh teams against one another. It's the best squad Squads, ever. team up. Yeah, man. So last week we had the, the and in what is probably the most one-sided best thing ever battle that we've ever had. Mystery Inc., the Scooby Gang versus the Fellowship of the Ring. So yeah. Gandalf versus Norval Shaggy Roberts. And um, is that his and, full name? I think it is Normal Roberts. I'm gonna Google it real quick. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Rogers, Shaggy Rogers, I think it is. It's some Shaggy is Norval Rogers, I think. So, uh, anyway, Fred, Daphne, Del- Velma, uh, Scooby, the whole gang, and, and even Scrappy. I'll give you a Scrappy too. All those meddling kids mm-hmm. versus the Fellowship of the Ring. That's Frodo, Aragorn, uh, Boromir, Gandalf, and the Hobbits, uh, uh, and uh, Legolas. So um I'm gonna guess yeah go ahead that, uh gen like so generally it's 60 40 percentage. I'm gonna say this one was closer to, to 70 or pay, maybe even 80. 75 to 25 for the fellowship of the ring, and they yeah. move on in our bracket system. Uh not surprising. They now I'm, I'm gonna jump to this week's, and it is not the next one. I'm gonna actually jump down to the end and reverse this thing. So we've reached okay. half halfway through our first bracket. I'm gonna start at the end now with our last seeds and work our way back up. So uh today we have team Jumanji which is The Rock, Jack Black, Kevin Hart, and Karen Gillan versus The Guardians of the Galaxy, Star-Lord, Rocket, Groot, Drax, and Gamora. What do you think, Scotty? I can't fight this feeling. 
deep inside of me. Um, I've not seen any Jumanji movie. Ever. Really? Yeah. Uh, I'm opposed to board games that come to life. It's much like the Satanic Panic that I went through in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't yeah, want yeah, yeah. I don't want Kevin Hart to come alive and steal my soul. So you, why but, why would you? <laughs> he's a wee little man. He could get in there and get it. Uh, so, <laughs> what do you have against tiny people's God? <laughs> I'm a tiny person myself. Not never mind. Uh, so I I I'm I'm wholeheartedly on board with the Guardian Galaxy. I think the ability that. Uh, what's his name james gunn who is now working for dc mm-hmm. took a completely i mean i didn't remember when it was first announced i think you and i talked about it we had no idea i mean and as for as deep as we run in comics for me to mm-hmm. not have much of an idea about anything and then to make them some of the most beloved characters in the mcu i think is pretty pretty spectacular and what i remembered about the guardians of the galaxy is not the guardians of the galaxy we have today yeah. it was it was a complete game changer because i remember when it was uh led by yondu and and the other characters were not as well defined, certainly not as as memorable, lovable, the quirkiness of them. So I remember Rocket. I remember Yondu. I remember a couple other just very forgettable characters, but uh, they've really defined kind of that core team. Uh, now, Team Jumanji was great. That movie was not to be slept on. It was a, a fun movie. I, I thought it was executed very, very well. Uh, especially in comparison to the, they, they honored the first story. They didn't just kind of ignore it and brush it aside. It wasn't a reboot, but it was a spiritual reboot. They made the movie new for a new generation. It did a fantastic job doing it. Was um, the second one good? I didn't see all of the second okay. one, but, uh, but, uh, but I liked what I saw and the cast is fantastic. I mean, they're just, every one of them are, are really, really great. Uh, Joe Jonas, Joe Jonas, Nick Jonas, one of the Jonas brothers are in it. Probably not Kevin. Um, so anyway, uh, definitely worth a, a watch. A, a large portion of your crew is yelling at you. That you I, I'm so over. glad if they, you know, they should have showed up for our recording this week and then they, <laughs> they have permission. To Either way it. though, Karen Gillan wins. Cause she is, uh, Karen, she, she is the crossover member of both. That's right. That's right. So, uh, they can, and I do this. love me some Amy pond. Just fabulous. How, how could you not love Amy freaking pond? You can't. Uh, they can vote for this at the Nerd of God Squad on Facebook. They can jump straight there by going to nogsquad.com. Or, Let me Google uh, that. Yeah, please do. Uh, Nog Squad, look for the Nerd of God Squad on Facebook. It is our happy place online where you can live your dreams and share some memes. And that's where you can vote for this week's best, best thing, thing ever. I didn't tell you this, but for my birthday, uh, Liz Mate got me the um, the Bluey video game for PS5. It's out? It is out. All I saw was that people kept sending me the link to Xbox is running a sweepstakes where you could win a, a Bluey Xbox. A Bluey Series Xbox. X. Oh, yeah. Sheena sent me that for sure. And people were confused that I actually they they thought it was a joke. I'm like, oh, no, 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 I no. I would no. legitimately uh, yes. have that and play it and love it and you know, like build a little house for it. Cause pick, pick which hand you want to cut my pinky finger off of and yeah, you can, and I'll take it's it spectacular. And I got the game and the for game is, life. it is definitely a game that is geared towards six year olds. It is a very simple game. Uh, there is, it, it, it is, it is no ghost of Tsushima. Um, it yeah. is no Elden ring, but it plays just like an episode and it's, <laughs> it's adorable and it's four player simultaneous. Is it? It is. Oh, so I you can play as every member Pass. of the Healy family. And uh, it, it really is charming. You have kids, so you have a reason to get it because you can play with your kids. <laughs> it's mostly a just explore these environments and find all the things. 
and it's Ugh. just it's fun it's a it's a charming cute fun game it's not a long complicated game you're getting you know what it is but um, it is a spectacular television program it just is just un- unbelievable pristine I was I, uh, talking to some friends who don't have children. They're in their twenties, and mm-hmm. they were talking about how they watch it. And like, well, yeah, or they like we watched a few episodes, and they liked the muffin. Like, they watched an episode of Muffin, and they really liked it. Oh, like, Muffin's well, the worst. This. You got to watch this episode of Muffin and this episode because Muffin's unbelievable. Muffin is the most obnoxious character that's ever been written on television. Uh, but yeah, we, we I put it on yesterday for my nephew at Thanksgiving, and. I don't even know how long, how far into it I was before I realized he wasn't even watching it anymore. And I was just sitting there, just watching it. Just, oh, he's gone. Oh, well, well. Next episode. Next episode. <laughs> I am thankful for Bluey. And in this that season of giving thanks, what what more can we be thankful than, than a wholesome, charming, legitimately heartwarming and funny uh, animated? Seven-year-old Blue Healer pup. She is wonderful. We watched the one the other night that was... um. Oh, it was the, like the whole entire episode was just night after night of them taking the trash out. Oh, bin night, bin night, spectacular. I great mean, that's episode. that's great television. Forget a children's show. That is just great freaking television. Yeah, and Bingo's trying to figure out how to navigate. You know, is and it, it takes. No, is, is it who's got the mean kid? Bingo, right? Yeah, Bingo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he calls him small. Calls her small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. And then by so the great. and it takes place so it's every like every Monday night. So over the yeah. series of the the course of the summer, you see the story play out, and it's just remarkable television. Yeah. Like who the, nobody has any business writing something this good, much less for a, a throwaway show for small children. Uh, yeah. So definitely don't sleep on Bluey. Heartwarming. Uh, I am very. We, thankful. we watched a lot of Midnight because I think either some order either they wanted to watch midnight and then we ended up watching the ice cream episode or they wanted to watch the ice cream episode <laughs> and then midnight comes after that so i actually and, have not seen that many episodes <laughs> all the way through to be honest but midnight is one that i've watched sat down and observed and, and at watched. the end of ice cream episode there's one of the truest things that's ever been said and that is you know the the kids want ice cream they end up uh-huh. running around and their ice cream you know is gone they they, yeah. they it, it has been ruined it has melted it is no longer palatable ice cream and the the dad uh bandit has to give his ice cream to the kids Uh and they're just like yeah that's your job you're you're the dad you you're you're supposed to give us your ice cream yeah and it's like and he just does and you go that really is kind of a description thank you for acknowledging the sacrifice that dads make that that's what i've always said about why i like that show so much is that clearly bandit and chili love their kids yeah limit limit like unconditionally but yeah. they also hate they also hate them just a little bit. And that is like real parenting. I think that's why the show connects so much with parents because yes, they love their kids. They'll do anything for them. Mm-hmm. But they also say like we can play whatever you want as long as you can figure it out without me having to get up off of this couch. Right, right. Like that's real parenting, which we, I don't think any other show gets. We we uh we watched the one the other night where where uh Chili the mom she's like I'm gonna go I I she's overstimulated she's like I'm gonna go for 20 minutes and I don't need anybody to talk to me for 20 minutes so Bandit the dad's like all right girls let's go play over here and like is mom okay maybe we should go check on her he's like nope nope let's not do that. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you get and it, I, and I think, and I think the relationship between Bandit and Chili is really authentic too. I think it's just they've somehow captured r- what real family in me going through it with kids who are exactly Bingo and Bluey's ages. Right? So, that is that is that's parenting. Like that's my that that show is my life. 
I saw on TikTok, and I didn't mean to, let's talk about Bluey tonight, but here we are. Uh, kind of coming out of Thanksgiving, it's very appropriate to talk about something I'm, I'm most thankful for. Um, they they have <laughs> <laughs> shove it in that hole, <laughs> just get it in there. <laughs> uh, they they have in I think it's in Melbourne, uh, Australia, a, a storefront, a shopping sto- a shopping center, a, a department store that has all of the glass windows outside that have various little animated bluey displays. Uh, mm. You know, like little sculpted scenes and dioramas from representing the show and the characters and um it's their christmas dioramas and that kind of that was like really cool really charming and it got me thinking okay the healers celebrate christmas these dogs celebrate christmas meaning logically that in that world there's a <laughs> there's a there was a puppy jesus yes and my theology was challenged Somebody just tried coming in your office back there. You didn't see I it. Saw, it I saw like, no, I saw really the door. Like, oh. I saw the door creep open and I'm I'm concerned about who that might have been. So it's probably my mom. Um the, the so Yeah, there there's a little 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 three foot three ounce, four ounce puppy Jesus. Puppy just, uh, Jesus. Hanging out. Just, just chewing on stuff and peeing on stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to there's not a compartment for that in my brain. Like what did puppy did puppy Jesus grow up and die for the sins of the world? Was he did they put Jesus down the dog? <laughs> I know this sounds terrible, but but this this precept this this concept of a baby puppy Jesus has to go somewhere, right? I'm just challenged. I want to know what breed baby Jesus is. What breed of dog is dog Jesus? They put Jesus down. <laughs> I know it sounds terrible, but one thing leads to another. Little Roman Dobermans (laughs) taking Jesus out back and putting him down. I mean, it's not a pretty picture, right? But, you know, Jesus, little little puppy Jesus coming up to other puppy Jesuses that need healing or, other know, puppy jesus other, other, other little other little bible era, bible era puppies just one puppy jesus one puppy jesus going up to all these little bible these little bible character dogs or dogs and cats right that you got the jews and the I gentiles i really don't want to i don't i really don't want to go down well there's no cats so there's no there's like cats don't exist in the movie world like that's there's other animals like there's birds and stuff and they talk like right they do the they do the beop beop episode where they're talking about all the different animals mm-hmm. so all the other animals exist but the only sentient ones are dogs maybe maybe there are cats but everybody in bluey world is like racist and we don't talk to cats like they live there in are London. no cats in australia <laughs> no cats. <laughs> that's right there are giant man-eating spiders but no cats. Anyway, this thing's got my whole worldview messed up. So I've, if anybody has wants to take some time and flesh this thing out and do the gospel according to Bluey, like uh, I would, like I don't want to because I don't think it's a healthy thing in terms of <laughs> saying something that Rob, pro- like I don't, like I do, like, like I am do I going to stand before God one day and He's going to play back this episode and say, like I want to sit down with you, Tony, and look at you know the the Last Supper. And I want to decide with you which breed of dog each disciple is. I don't want to do that. Record it. But it like, looks I like it looks wanna... like it looks like one of those paintings of dogs playing poker. Yeah, it's not playing poker. It's just the Last Supper. Oh, I want to do that, but I don't want to have any recording of us I, doing. I, it, we don't need any evidence. We need to yeah, do it somewhere where where the yeah. where the human Lord Jesus can't hear us. I, I mean, you're still a pastor to church, and so I know there's lots of implications <laughs> for things. 
you know so I don't i'm wanna... not saying that jesus is a dog i'm not saying that no. the, the real jesus was fully god fully man i am saying though fully that... dog fully man oh wait no. fully, fully, fully god, god. Fully did dog, i say fully, fully dog <laughs> did i say fully dog <laughs> Gosh, I'm go- I'm going straight to human hell. Don't cross the rainbow bridge. <laughs> Jesus was fully God and fully man. That's right. But so <laughs> okay. All right, pull up. We're done. We're done. My fault for bringing it up, Scotty. Uh, thank you for joining us on Nerd of Godcast. You can <laughs> connect with us on all the socials at Nerd of Godcast. Comments, complaints, time. please I'll email to us. Go home, but we can't stay here. <laughs> Give us a little encouragement on our way out, Scott, because I got to pull the shoot here. So, like, like, is that we're, it? We're bailing? Yeah, we're bailing. <laughs> Done. We, doggy Jesus, just it, it sank the ship here. We're going out of a season of thankfulness. We're going into a season of generosity. Uh, bridge the gap between those two things in the, the the perspective of a believer. You know, how do we how do we take the thankfulness that we expressed sitting around our tables and with our families on on Thanksgiving and parlay that into a spirit of generosity that ministers to people during the Christmas season? Uh, regale us. This is your TED Talk. This is where you earn your seat at the fictional famous people Thanksgiving table. I've actually thought a lot about this because uh, you know Tony, maybe some of your listeners. My dad passed away earlier this year, yes. uh, so I lost my dad in January. Then I lost my job in May, and so the year uh, in and of itself has been pretty pretty awful. But then sitting around thinking about the things for which we're thankful, mm-hmm. there's there's so many. I mean, just the ways that God has met me and met my family through this year they're you can't count them they're they're immeasurable and just to be so thankful for all the little ways that that god showed like i mean he showed up in biggers right like <clears throat> he drew close to us when we were brokenhearted i mean he, yeah. he yeah. did that he he kept that promise so i'm thankful for that i'm thankful that i now have a job that i enjoy and like i'm thankful that god provided right like all these all these promises that god says hey i'm gonna draw close to you i'm gonna provide for you like like he did all those things i'm really really thankful for all those big things but it's then all just the little things too right like i'm thankful that i had five months off to be home with my kids i'm thankful that now i don't have to work on sundays so my weekends are more full to be present with my children i'm thankful for pop figures i'm thankful for my friends i'm thankful that you know that i got to make two turkeys yesterday right i'm just there's so much to be thankful for and it's my my kids have been really helped me learn this there's a i don't know what it's called it's like the I don't know. There's some thankful song that my kids listen to. And just like, let's just, it's all these little kids listening to all the things they should be thankful for. And I think yeah. that when we, it's a shame that we have just one day of the year set aside for Thanksgiving when really every day should be full of thankfulness yeah. because every day God is good. God's not just good the fourth Thursday of November. No. God's good every single day. So every single day we should be thankful. And then in light of, how generous and good God is to us. If we're his followers, if we're his people, we're supposed to model his character and model his heart. And that should lead us to being people of generosity. Uh, And so that can be in any number of ways. But if God has been good to us, how can we be generous with the goodness that God has been 
to us. And that's obviously you could do presents and things like that, which I think are great. I love getting presents and I love giving presents. That's that's spectacular. But opening up your table to somebody who doesn't have a meal, being present for somebody when they're going through a bad time. I mean, I just think about you and so many people who, you know, my dad had a stroke four days after Christmas and people showed up. I mean, in so many ways, they were so, so present. Like they were so generous in that. So I think that our heart of generosity springs from the, from God's goodness. So all the things for which we're thankful should inspire us and push us to be generous in whatever way works best for us. If that's monetary towards a church or a nonprofit, great. If it's being present for somebody, if it's opening up your home and right now open your home so you can have a fancy Christmas party, but just open your home to play a bunch of board games that you got uh, for Black Friday. Yeah. To have people over to play Bluey, right? Like <laughs> need three so more players. Ways. Yeah. There's so many, so many ways to to be generous and to be open. But I think our generosity is rooted in the generosity of God. And we should be thankful every day for that generosity. Yeah, I agree, man. Well said. Well said in the natural outpouring of that generosity when we stay focused on how blessed we are. Because we don't always feel that way. We always, we, sometimes we see our problems and we panic. We want to fix them. We want to get uh, get out from underneath them. But even in the moments where we're not maybe experiencing the most abundant season of our lives, mm-hmm. uh, if we stay thankful for what we have, we can stay in a posture where we're generous, where we're helpful, where where God can get it to us because he knows that he can give it through us. Yeah. And again, sometimes that's financial. Sometimes that's not financial. Sometimes it is time. Uh, sometimes people just need a, a, an encouragement. You know, you'd be so surprised at, at the, the th- what you have and you'll be more aware of how of what you have if you stay thankful for it, but what you have and how it can be used to bless others. We are blessed to, to lean hard on a cliche to be a blessing, yeah, and um, and and staying in that spirit, staying in that mind, uh, even when things aren't going necessarily our way. And I love how how you shared. Thank you for your transparency, man. You, you did. You lost your job, and 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 it was like I remember, dude. You know, being with you, talking with you, praying with you, and you didn't get job. There were jobs that came along, and it was like, well, what about this? Nope. God's like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> And one those... that was one that I was like, yeah, this is gonna be it. And then he's like, eh, just kidding. Psych. Uh, but it's like I lost two jobs. Like that's really how much that <laughs> felt, right? Like that was that was a tough one. The rug being pulled out from under you. And and I remember your feeling of I don't want to say panic, and 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 you you always stayed grateful. You always stayed humble. You always put that. I don't want to say positive spin on it, but you kept a really healthy Christ-centered perspective on things. And I think it carried you through sometimes that might have cracked the foundation of somebody that wasn't really building their lives uh, on the Lord. And I think that really speaks volumes to me. That encouraged me mm. tremendously about keeping the main thing, the main thing, keeping your priorities, you know, the, the love of God and the love of your family in the center. And, uh, and man, I'm just really, really grateful for your encouragement. Not only the way that you have, even in the middle of your difficult times, I, t- I talked to you last week and you were talking about your, your job and, um, and, and I loved, bro, I sat there with a smile on my mm. face hearing you talk about your new job 
and and the the, the opportunities you had to to serve and to facilitate care for for the the people and the environment that, that you're in right now and boy it just filled my heart so much to see how god has blessed you and and put you in an awesome place to do amazing things out of the abundance of who he's made you and been preparing you to be over over many many years but even in the midst of that even in the midst of like that 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 not having it uh, I, I've seen you be such a good friend and an encouragement to so many other people. Like that's never come, that's, that's never escaped who you are. And I just love that um, that that selflessness and that that Christ focused part of you has has always communicated itself in generosity. Of how can I be there for you? How can I be praying for you? And that's not compulsory. You know, you're not a pastor now. You don't have to say those things. But you Thank do, <laughs> but you do because it's who yeah. you are. It's now it's a reflection of who you are, and 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 what that does is for someone like me, that not only encourages me, but it inspires me to try to do that for other people too. So thank you for that. It, it is very, very contagious, that. man. And I, I, you know, I, I point us back to First Thessalonians five eighteen. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And that means all circumstances. That means up down, in, out, you know, in abundance and in uh, in poverty, you know. So I, I just want to encourage people out there, whatever season you're going through, maybe this has been a really tough year for you. Maybe Thanksgiving didn't load you up with things to feel thankful for, but you are loved by God. You are called by uh, by, by him and, and have a wonderful purpose for your life. Your story is not over yet, and you have so much to be thankful for. Get your mind, get your heart, get your focus on him, and you will be blown away by how much you have to work with, and uh, and God's going to use you to be a blessing to others. Amen. Amen. Scotty, any any final words, anything that you uh, you might have for the people? Whimsical? Uh, you, you, no, wise. whimsical, animated. No, just, uh, uh, no, I love the Nerd of Godcast. You should be a patron. I am. Uh, <laughs> that's right you could be a patron by going to patreon.com slash nerdogodcast and for the low price of uh, three dollars a month or more you can get access to exclusive content we're coming up on our christmas uh, event we're going to have a little live christmas party and game night so that's going to be kind of fun somewhere around the holidays maybe maybe just after christmas when people are a little less super super busy so you have time coming up in december to get uh, get in on that gravy train and we're gonna have a great night there we also your uh, 200th episodes coming up here that is true in, in january of ep- january I think, I think it's in january I'm, i i think that's how the, the numbers lay out so you could uh, fly out to orlando for a <laughs> certainly good person celebration we'll take you to uh, disney you world can, to get you some crappy churros you can uh begin praying and supporting for nerdic podcast so they'll be attending megacon at the beginning of february potentially if they get approval putting on a sunday morning worship service at megacon man which would be spectacular Scott, you're the best hype man I've ever had. Thank I just listen. I just finished listening to your episode, so like literally, I was shopping and I was listening. So I got it. I really enjoyed your last all play your game episode. I was thank uh, you. I was vibing with it. Thank you. TV theme song trivia is probably oh. my favorite kind of trivia. It was the first cruise ship trophy I ever won. Was TV theme song <laughs> trivia, uh, wow. a little little mini uh, carnival cruise ship on a stick. So yay! But uh, thank you, Scotty, for taking time to be with us. Where can people find you on the interwebs? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Scott Heger, on Instagram at Scott Heger. You can go to the Christian Nerd. I've not uh, recorded a podcast since I started my job as I'm trying to figure out my life. But I'm hoping to uh, get on track with that because I miss literally I've talked in this microphone twice in like the past two weeks. and It was all for other people's podcasts. So I, I, I like my red microphone. And I want to talk into it for my content where I can. <laughs> 
encourage people and get off the rails on my own. You have me. a robust back catalog, though. So if somebody's just coming to the party, they can they can start in that's like true 2014 and just rock and with roll Ron. Like you'll right. go back and like, it was a co-host. Go back to the you know Christian nerd first post. You know back on January third, 2011. You like you got. You got lots of content out there. Lots but, uh, of stuff there. I mean, hopefully, it, it, new content coming. It is the the Chris soon. Claremont era of the Christian nerd. <laughs> so, well, Scotty, we love you, man. Thank you for spending time and hanging out with us, man. And have a uh, have a great Thanksgiving weekend. A uh, great week going into Christmas. And uh, I will talk to you again soon, man. Love it. Thanks, Tony. All right, man. Till uh, till next time. We ain't got to go home, but we can't stay here. Bye.